Welcome, welcome, welcome back. Welcome to another episode of Narcissistic. I am your host, Dr. Yaya Marie, and I would like to say thank you to all of my listeners, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple. Thank you for tuning in, and thank you also to tuning in on if you're listening on YouTube and Facebook now. And what's the next one? TikTok. Yeah, that's it. Thank you so much. And also, if you can just click the like button if you really that would really help me out let's help spread the message hi to everyone welcome hi leanne i hope everyone is having a marvelous fabulous day it's another wednesday and thank you for bearing with me with the the time change usually i am on at seven o'clock p.m eastern time and this time i had to just do just bump it a little bit later so thank you so much for you know being flexible with me and let's see, let's bring up the panel. We have Demi, we have Michael. Hi, everyone. Hi, how's it going? It's going great. Hey, how's it going? Good, good. I hope everyone's having a wonderful week. Yes. It's been a bit of a long week, but um, I'm glad to be here. I, I love the topic of dreams. Yes, yes, we're going to get right into it. And everyone that's listening in and listening in on the chat, um, you know, feel free to chime in. And if you also, if you want to come and call up to share your experience or chime in, you could also hit the link to um, come up and you don't have to show your, your face or anything like that. Just make sure your microphone is on. Just click the link, click the, um, the link is in the chat and I'll also put it on the banner. Okay. But if you want to just copy and paste it, it will be on in the chat, in the comments. Okay. So tonight, tonight we are diving into the topic of dreams and spiritual warfare and how does it pertain to narcissism? Now, if you have been following me for a while, you know, I always try to link the, the, the actual, let's say, how can you say it? The bridge between narcissism and spiritual warfare and dreams. The dream world is actually your spirit or your soul man state. So say for instance, if you are physically sleeping, that does not mean your soul is at, is also sleeping you're still active or your soul is still active in the spirit realm, okay? So this is proven throughout the Bible, New and Old Testament, believe it or not. So for example, we have Joseph had a dream where an angel spoke to him and told Joseph in a dream that it was okay to marry his wife or soon to be wife, Mary, you know, she had, you know, come to him saying, oh, I'm pregnant. And they're like, wait, what? Joseph was like, wait, who, wait, whose baby is this? And of course, a man would have reservations about that. But guess what? An angel of the Lord came to Joseph where? In a dream, in a dream and said, hey, it is okay to take Mary as your wife. The baby that she is going to deliver is actually son of God. So you, you're you okay. Okay. She wasn't lying about that. But the, rev, the, the main point of this is that it, this conversation took place while Joseph was physically sleeping. 
Then we also have Solomon in first Kings. Solomon was asleep. There you go. He was asleep again. God came to him where? In a dream and asked Solomon, what is it that you want from me? I give, I, I give you whatever you want. And Solomon, he said, well, I just want the wisdom to, to help and teach your people. Mind you, this conversation is where, again, in a dream. This is not when Solomon was physically awake. And so, of course, if you know the story or um, the scenario, God was like, oh, wow, since you didn't ask for riches and long life, you just wanted wisdom. I'll give you wisdom and then some. OK, then when he woke up, he had the wisdom and, and knowledge to teach his people. All of that took place in a dream. Then we have Jacob's dream. Remember Jacob's ladder. I can go on so many times about the power and the significance of dreams. Let's not forget about Joseph. Let's not forget about Joseph. What he was a, a dream interpreter. Um, there are so many instances where dreams are powerful. You get conversations with God, angels of the Lord coming to you in a dream. But just like we have the kingdom of light, we do also have the kingdom of darkness. Is everybody following me so far? I just want to check in. If you are, if you don't want to say anything, just type a one in the chat, please. Does everybody understand? Yes, following you. So <laughs> good. Okay, great. So I just keep going on. Now, when we talk about dreams, when we're with um, your significant other or not even with anyone yet, or maybe I've heard of people having dreams before they met a narcissist, let's take a few dreams and let's kind of break them down. So I'm, I made up a list of some common dreams. Okay, so let's start with number one. Let's see, do I want to start with that one? Because I feel like that one just hit it. It's go That goes in so, okay, I'll do that one. All right, let's see, eating in a dream. So let's say, for instance, you have a dream where you're at some type of ceremony or banquet. Everybody's eating, laughing. I mean, you don't think this is anything bad. Um, let's say you're at like a, a reception, wedding reception. I've heard of that one. I've heard of banquets or you're at a dinner table. Anyone have dreams like that where you're, it's a bunch of people eating or feasting, some type of feast? Um, yeah, I feel you have had dreams like that. Right. Okay. So if you're having, if you have ever had some type of feast or dream where you're eating like at a banquet, there are two principles to this. Number one. You have to remember eating together was symbolic. Eating together was a sign of agreement. Eating together was, you know, the expression, let's break bread. Anyone heard of that expression? Like, let's. Yes, for sure. You heard of that, right? That's like, let's eat together. Like, we're comrades. We're, you know, we're building this relationship exactly. over a meal after you exactly. settle your, right? You settle whatever you have to do. And okay, let's do this over a meal. It's a sign of agreement. Eating was a sign of, of agreement. And also some tribes to this day 
when they make um, a deal or a negotiation goes well, they actually, to seal it, they eat together or they will break off a piece of, um, what is it? What you want? Because I had, I researched one of them. There was one, I think she, they broke off maybe bread, not bread. Well, whatever, whatever it was, they broke off some type of um, food to eat together, to share. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. It's also like very traditional too, like to think about like, you know, where, where the meal comes from is it came from travel. So like people would go long distances uh, when they would meet for important events. And so there would always be a meal surrounding it. And as you were saying, like with agreements as well. Definitely. Now, say for instance, I'm in a dream and I'm eating with people I don't even know. And we're just, I mean, feasting. I've, I have had these types of dreams before, so I can definitely talk on that also. Hi, Kate. <laughs> hey. <laughs> so when you're eating, that symbolized agreement. What are you agreeing to when you're eating? See, this is the thing. In your physical body, the enemy knows, like, when you're awake, like how we are all are awake right now. He can't just come up to us and say, hey, come sign this right here, this demonic contract, and I'm going to have you, you know, put something over your life, or I'll have you in this out of the will of God for your life. Who would sign that? He knows we're not going to sign that. So what he has to do, and the Bible says, when men slept, his enemy crept in unaware. This is while men sleep. Is this fair? Definitely not. Does the enemy play fair? Definitely not. It is, that's why I just, it's fascinating to me because these things happen in our sleep because the, the spirit realm is the precursor to the physical. And this is why we pray, we rebuke, you know, certain dreams or we come into agreement verbally with dreams that are the plans that God has for us according to Jeremiah 29 and 11. So the first principle with eating in your dream is that it symbolizes agreement. Of course, you're sleeping. You don't even know what this agreement is. So Satan can give you our, our demonic Satan's minions. I'll say that could give you or plant a seed in your dream. And you don't know what agreement this is. It could be agreement of poverty over your life, sickness over your life. You don't know what it is. But just you eating it is agreement. Is it fair? No, it is not. Because it's unknown. And this is why the Bible says when men slept, the enemy kept crept in unaware. But now that yeah. we know this information, we can, you know, rebuke it and you know be more forthcoming. Go ahead, Michael. Oh, uh, so I um I had a couple stories about like eating. Um, like dreams are so like very important to me, but this one like was really like more towards what you were talking about. So like, first of all, dreams are interesting because they're almost like a taboo topic. Like some people like even find them like completely disinteresting or boring and they just don't talk about them. And like the more you talk about dreams with people, the more interesting things like kind of get flushed out. And so I have um, a, a spiritual employee and we, we talk about faith often and we pray for each other. And um, she told me while we were working together that she was having this repetitive dream. 
And this guy would come over and he was drinking with her and he would get her like really drunk. And then he would hand her a book and say, please sign this book right here. Mm-hmm. And she'd be like, no, no, I'm not going to sign that. And then she'd send him away. And it got to the point where like, after she had the dream enough times, like she wouldn't even have to drink. She'd be like, you stay on the other side of the room. I'm not coming near you. Right. And she would pray every morning. And finally the dream stopped. Right. That it's all about agreement. Think about even drinking with one another was agreement. Um, and then actually having someone say, Hey, sign this. Mm. I had, had a dream like that. I had a someone came to me in a dream dressed in, you know, it was one of those you you know, I know that it was a masquerading um spirit. Right. It was dressed in a regular human body, regular build or whatever. And um, it was like an authoritative fig figure, <laughs> and it said or he said, put your hand up and, and, and tell me, um, like do some type of pledge in the dream. I was like looking crazy, even in the dream. I'm like, what in the world? And then it, he said, well, um, he said this, he said, do you love Jesus? And I said, well, you know, yes, I do. I said, but you're using a, the name that I'm not accustomed to. For those of you who don't know, I do have a Hebrew background. We did grow up calling the name of the Messiah Yahusha. So when he said that, I was like, I told him in the dream, I said, yeah, but we call him by a different name. And then he said, hold your hand up and say, I, it was something weird he wanted me to say. Then he said, now sign your name right here. And then I woke up and then I went back to sleep. And then it was like, he just went away. It was just so strange. Well, wow. you can tell it was it was a trying to get me into who knows what it would have been if I would have signed it. You don't exactly, know exactly exactly something that it's a mystery, of mm-hmm. course, but you're wondering why am I why is my life like this? Why is this all in my you know in my lineage of this? Maybe it's um death or poverty and, and things just going wrong. Mm. I mean, just freak accidents and, and things such as that, and you're all of this time, you have been signing documents in your dream, dream right? Put that on your life. Wow, not knowing, I not even knowing that. I remember saying that I don't. I never remembered my dreams until I came into knowing about dreaming, dream state, and subconscious and spiritual worlds, and what I'm learning now. I never took a thought about. I know I dream, but I never remembered them. But now that I know what I know, I I remember my dreams more vividly than I ever have. And it's interesting how you say, and and I think Michael said this as well about, you know, when you're under the influence of something and it doesn't even have to be alcohol per se. It's, It's even just the whole metaphorical sense of it all. Like when you're under the influence of, abuse or the narcissistic abuse or just in in someone's thought pattern that they take you away from what you know to be true you start having these dreams and you don't think anything of it until you realize wait a minute i'm having more dreams when i'm with this person or i think about this and i'm in this situation i'm i'm having more dreams as if as if the opposite but we don't relate it to know when the world view doesn't teach us enough about dreams are more important than we think they are. 
than they let, of, let, let us believe that they need to be. Oh, it's no big deal. It must be something you ate. Oh, you know, you had a dream like, oh, you're just holding some deep grudge. They, the world shucks it off as if it's nothing. But dreams are more important than when we realize in our lives. Because again, like you said, Dr. Yaya, that it's more than, it's, it's the spiritual preceding our life. And Definitely. I totally agree with that. Yes, 100% right. And um, the, the next principle that deals with the eating um, in a dream and also eating as far as like banquets and things like that or dinner tables and just eating in general. This next principle to remember is what you're eating in a dream is not food as how we know it in our physical body. So say, for instance, you of course, you know, the devil is not going to come to you with something you hate. So let's say you love, I don't know, uh, barbecue chicken and in the dream, you come, you, you're always being fed something you like, barbecue chicken or, you know, whatever it is. And you're like, wow, I mean, I wanted some, are you wake up from the dream and like, okay, like it's, it's just because it's my favorite food or, you know, I want, I was craving barbecue chicken and things like that. Here's the thing. When you're eating in a dream or somebody's bringing you food or you're sitting at a banquet, and you're eating, it could even be your, your favorite meal. The food in the dream is not how you say, um, like how we have physical food. It's, it's, it's a spiritual food. Since when does your soul need to eat? Okay, I'll wait. <laughs> it seems like it's metaphorical. Right, right. So it, it means something, in, in other words. Right. So if you're being being fed in a dream, that is a defilement. That is something polluting your spirit. Think about it. The more you're eating in a dream, the more sick you become physically, the more um, you're just going through different uh different things in your life that just don't make sense. You should be this, or you should be that. You should have more, or you know you don't have enough, or it, things such as that. All the while you have been eating in this dream and defiling your soul, which is your soul man state is when you're sleeping, your physical body is sleeping, but your soul man state is always up, it's awake. This is why if you're eating in a dream and you, of course you wake up and um, who is this? Has shaman of truth. You wake up and you rebuke it. I remember when I came into this knowledge, I used to have dreams of me eating all the time, sitting in banquets, eating, being fed. It was a lot of sitting in banquets. A lot of times when you're also thinking about sitting in banquets or a group of, you know, a dinner table, a lot of that is initiation your, your agreement, agreement to whatever it is that they're trying to get you into or back into. A lot of this happens when you have the realization of what's going on. I remember when I first came into this knowledge and I always used to have someone coming up, giving me money. And it was just strange, like, but you know, I needed the money. So of course in the dream, they knew this that I would get, I would, I would take it because I'm thinking, oh, this dream must mean I'm going to have some money coming to me. 
no, no, no. When I had to sit and I really realized, oh, wait, wait a minute. Number one, the money was not even, you know, it didn't even look like money. It was like different colors and, you know, weird stuff. And then also the person that kept coming and giving it to me was like a down and out, scary looking person. So I'm like, why would this person be giving me money? It's only because they will try to trick you. These masquerading spirits in your sleep, they will try to manipulate and trick you into giving you something and you accepting it. So let's say, for example, the thing, the person in the dream gave me money. That was not money how we know money. Behind whatever that person gave me could be poverty, could be ill like illness it could be anything does everybody understand yeah absolutely and I, I think you know it's important to know that like at a certain point in our history money changed too so if you actually like lead, read the back of a dollar it's a promissory note so it's a contract and so like what you're saying like definitely makes a lot of sense Yes. Yeah. I mean, and then I, that was the next point that I was going to go to. If you're having dreams about money, people giving you money, that is a spirit of poverty, especially if you're giving, if someone's giving you coins, that is a spirit of that's poverty. But back to the eating, that second principle that I really wanted everyone to understand is that what you're eating is not actual, like how we know food in our physical waking state. What you're being presented with is something so you get your soul can ingest it. And that will be in a defilement for you. Now, when you do have these types of dreams, you wake up and you rebuke. You wake up and you rebuke it. You pray. And if you do have to go on a fast, go on a fast. If you, you know, if you feel convicted to go on a fast, you do that. Whatever means necessary. If you're eating in a dream, I remember, you know, getting up and praying. Oh, Father, whatever I ate, I spiritually regurgitate it right now. Okay. Even in the dreams, I remember I used to eat in the dreams so much that, and I started coming into this knowledge. It was one time I was actually throwing up in the actual dream. So the more you start feeding your soul man with the word through your physical body, the more, the stronger your soul gets. And you can tell you're gaining strength in your soul by the way you're winning over these masquerading spirits in your dream. They won't be able to come up and, and you just take whatever they're getting, giving you. Okay. In a way, like in a way, like what you're kind of describing is interesting because you said like to rebuke it, you fast after the dream, preceding the dream. But when you refuse the food in the dream, you're fasting in the soul man state. That's a good point. I didn't think about it like that. <laughs> I didn't even think about it like that. Interesting. Oh, I mean, like Freddy Krueger. That's so true. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Say it again. Say it again. I didn't. I didn't get the last part of it. What are you saying for me? I'm sorry. I was just laughing about the Freddy Krueger thing because I feel like whenever <laughs> anyone thinks about dreams, they think about Freddy Krueger, right? <laughs> it's like the hokiest horror movie. But no, like if you're refusing food in a dream, you're 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 fasting in the soul man state. Right. Right. Got it. Yeah. So like I. I had a dream and I was at a, a, a country table and my sister was sitting right across from me and I, I was not interested in what was on the table. I was more interested in what was going on behind the table. And like, 
I don't know if either of you have heard the term masting, but so like trees, especially when it's going to be like a winter season, will store up seeds. And the idea is, is like they're going to release all these seeds so that if the tree doesn't make it through the winter, new seeds will grow. And so, you know, I always had an affinity as a kid for, for helicopters, the, the maple seeds that spin around. And so like at the table, I, I stood up and I put my hands out and I said, stop. And all the seeds stopped in midair. And then I just like woke up. <clears throat> oh, wow. That's something. And all, like, yeah, that's, so that is interesting. You think about seeds, right? And seeds are like, you know, like you're planting, you're growing, right? And it was like, like, I think sometimes like we can be so frantic with our desires that like we can't focus on a single seed. And like, in a way, I was kind of like halt, like everything stopped. Hmm. So, um, but, you know, also back to what you were saying originally, Demi, because I feel like sometimes I'm not the best conversationalist on here, but like people do just look over their dreams, like they completely ignore them. And it's almost like, like in some ways, like as people, like we've forgotten the, the, the importance of it, you know, and like, you know, for the longest time, just like you, Demi, like I, I didn't feel dreaming. It wasn't a part of my being. It wasn't until like I definitely felt like an awakened part of me. Um, and I, I, you know, I hearken back to my grandfather who was native American and like, I used to tell him as a boy, I was like, I never dream. And he was very stern with me and he was like, you dream every night. And he said, you know, as a matter of fact, if you don't know the answer to a question, ask yourself before you go to sleep and you'll dream the answer. Mm. Right. And very, and you know what, for anyone that's, um, just now tuning in, we were just you know, giving off a few examples of dreams, eating in a dream and things such as that. And I did explain that when you are physically asleep, your soul man state, which is your soul, remember that your us, our people are tri, um, tripartite, meaning you have a physical body, you have a soul and you have a spirit. Now, when you accept Jesus as your, your Messiah, your spirit is saved. Now, why is it that us as believers, we get tormented in our, our dreams and why, why is this happening? It's because our soul is in a constant state of renewal. Yes, your spirit is saved. Yes, that's, that's going to heaven. Your soul man state. This is why, remember when Paul said, I die daily. The soul is the one that can be oppressed possessed as a uh, oppressed, I'm sorry, as a believer. Of course, you can't be totally possessed as a believer because, you know, we have the Messiah, Yahushua Messiah or Jesus of Nazareth. That being said, building the soul man, which is a, a whole series that I'm working on really hard, building up the soul man so we can be strong against these attacks we could have sharper discernment. That is a process. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, did, um, yeah. I, I, I broke this down really well. If you follow Kingdom Keys teaching my other page, I, I broke it down really, really well. It's under those um, videos. But now, if you're dreaming about a dog, a dog, hi, Veretta. 
Um, <laughs> and yeah, like Freddy Krueger, because demonic spirits affects you in the dream world in reality, if not reserved spiritually. That's a good one. Dreaming of dogs, dogs. Oh my gosh. I used to have these so much and I still do have them sometimes. That's how I know an enemy is close. Dreaming of a dog is an unfriendly friend. It's an, it's a, a so-called friend who is actually an enemy. Think about how the world sees a dog. It's man's best friend, right? That's how we know dogs, you know, they're good companions. Um, they keep you company. They're man's best friend. So if you see a dog chasing you, um, just going after you, trying to attack you, what is man's best friend as we know it? What are, what are they doing <laughs> when they're running after me, trying to bite me? This is someone who is infiltrated your life, who has a different motive. When you're dreaming of dogs, it's, let's say, for instance, um, there's a group of dogs trying to get me. They don't bite me, but they are after me. That is definitely fake friends around you. Think about, again, how the world sees dogs. Also, the scripture, beware of the power of the dog. That's your homework. Look that one up. <laughs> so I just want to say something on that, too. Like, so with these kind of like negative entities and, and people doing dark things around us like one of the things that like this is used through is like reflection so like mirror right so so think about that for one second what is god reversed it's dog mm. dog <laughs> wow mm. uh, Veretta, dreaming of um spider that's actually a, a like a trap, like a soul trap that something's trying to trap you. Okay. But you know, of course, I don't know the whole context. Everything that I'm saying is just general. You take these this information and you piece it together for your, your dreams. You pray about it, you ask the most high about it. Um, but you know, you're thinking about spider, think about a web trapped webs you think about it that way then you go to the scriptures and see if that's in the scriptures the the verses do they match up mm -hmm. and if you really want to get into it um you go to something called the strong's concordance yeah and you look up the actual word and you um you you match it to the number if there's an h that's hebrew and that's if it's a g that's greek match it to those words and see what the actual word is in the hebrew and the greek Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone can do you can you can do this if you really want to. To learn yeah. how to research. That I like that. I like that. But I was also thinking about spider, the web, you're trapped in something. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, it's a yes, yeah, trap. Something you're trapped in or you're about to get into that you can't get out of. Mm -hmm. So and there's well, um, a lot of people with um that are I'm sorry, that are in the cult, they do send out um when they do their wicked witchcraft attacks. Mm -hmm. I have heard of people make, um, what is it called? You know how it feels when you have like a, a spider web on you and you try to get it off of you and nothing won't be there. That's mm -hmm. a, a spiritual attack. Illusional. Yeah. You do like right. illusion or something. So, okay. Oh, wow. Go ahead. So uh, I was just thinking like, you know, um, just two things. So like, first of all, there's a really good poem that I like and it's, um, it's like, we are like the dreamer who dreams and then lives inside of the dream. 
And it's the second verse is we are like the spider who weaves the web and lives inside of his web. And so I always feel trapped with spiders and anxiety with spiders. And I also want to just follow that up by saying that, like, I, I feel I, I don't know what other word to call it, but I say attachment. So sometimes mm -hmm. I feel like like something has me and and it certainly like feels like creating a fog in my brain. Mm, yeah. And that's so. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, go ahead. What were you going to say? No, no, that, I'm agreeing with you. That's what um, it will cause a fog brain fog also. So when I when I'm able to to exit that fog face, usually it's a kind of rebuking that I do mm -hmm. for about like two weeks. Every single time I did a rebuke, I would see a spider. Oh, my goodness. So and also too, like this is like uh, all this symbolism is very important to me. I think that like you were saying, like Strom's is a good reference. I really need to to get myself a copy because I'm very interested in it. Yes. Um, but I think also too, like personal experience and your language with dreams plus the Bible can really help for a good personal interpretation. Right. But in, um, in some messianic places, they have things that say weaving spiders come not here. And so weaving spider, it goes all the way back to a Greek myth about Arachne. Um, and you know, it's, I, I don't know, I don't want to get too deep into the story cause you know, I don't want to take away from the, the larger vision of the, of the content tonight, but so a weaving spider is a meddler. So it's, it's like someone that's coming into your space mm. and meddling with your, your life and your circumstances. That's a good one too. That's a good <laughs> one. That's a good one too. Now, now you see how we just like break this down and this is what you do. You pray about it. You research um, you know, even if you have something just as simple as a one word dream, I remember I had a one, just literally one word and it just across my, I guess I was, of course I was sleeping, but across my soul vision sleep state, I was the word discernment was right in front of me wow. discernment. And I woke up <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I sharpen my discernment, sharpen it. Let me see everything. Let me see it. I want to see it. And, you know, it, it, of course, all of this takes time and it takes practice. Okay. Um, Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Um, Sarah says, just after your, um, you first warned me about this and I hadn't disconnected from my not completely. And one of the dogs, oh, that's right. You did. That's right. And one of the dogs I've been working with for eight years, got in a fight with another dog and bit me. Wow. Interesting. And oh my gosh. And I, I thank goodness you weren't hurt. I remember when you, when you told me that I was like, oh my gosh, did you get hurt? Are you okay? But that is so, I mean, this is fascinating to me. I don't know about anyone else. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. get fascinated. <laughs> Maybe that's why people don't want to talk about it. Know that there's, there's some sort of revelation to it. It does have a lot of significance in our lives. Mm -hmm. And these, these revelations too, like, we're, we're kind of, we're always in the soul man state. You know what I mean? Like it's more present in our dreams, but so like these, these things can happen in, in a waking experience as oh, well. Yes. Oh yes. Cause we're constantly thinking mm -hmm. in our, what, what do they say? Well, we talked about this, our id, our super ego and our ego. We're constantly trying to hash these, these things out in our brain and our subconscious fighting this ego and super ego and then the id's there in the, in the middle is like wait a minute 
what do I do? How do I come out of it? We're constantly battling this, mm-hmm. but it's, it's, it's all a big mystery. We shouldn't take heed to it. And it goes back to how we were raised and how our mothers connected with our attachment disorder. And all that's, and that's what they say. That's what they say. Yeah, yeah. That's they want to involve all of that, but you no, know, you shouldn't worry about the dreams, though. That, that has no significance at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then um, Shaman of Truth, she says, Web, then you have the trap, internet setup, trickery, shapeshifter, puppet, puppet master, voodoo doll. She's Jamaican. Oh, so I already know that you know what really goes down. But that's when, when she said the web, you know, I, that's why I did mention a spiritual attack, what the you know, people of the occult sin, and you may feel like you do have a, a, a web literally on you. That's them projecting through the spirit realm. That is exactly what I meant because people do project. And we did talk about this too, about the, you know, astral projecting. And then also the regular, the, when they go to the voodoo priest or the Sangoma, whoever they're going to, they are the ones that are manipulating, um, you know, just doing witchcraft, which is a manipulation of people or trying to gain control of people. All righty. Now, uh, let's keep moving on. <clears throat> now, let's move on to pigs. Let's see. Yes, a, a pig is an unclean animal, but let's also think about how a pig, what is a, a pig is known for returning to its own vomit, it returns to its own vomit. So let's say, for instance, you're, this is a big one with the narcissist. I've, I've, I've heard of people having dreams of pigs, people turning into pigs, pigs coming after them. Think about this, the spirit behind of what's um, really trying to portray. A pig returns to its own vomit. That's true, um, Shaman. Yes, gluttony, definitely, definitely. But also they, they return to things that are nasty, gross, things they shouldn't be eating, shouldn't touch. They return to their own vomit. That is the characteristic. So how about, think about this. Why do you think the pigs wanted to go into the water after being cast, after being, um, after the demons were casted out of the man and Yahushua Messiah sent them to the pigs? They wanted to be in the pigs to return where they came from. They wanted to be go to go back to the water to return to where they came from. You gotta think a lot of the demons and the 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 spawns of Satan and, and familiar spirits, a lot of these come from the marine kingdom. The marine kingdom is one of the biggest demonic functions that we're dealing with. And, you know, I often wonder why, why is this? You get elemental spirits, and but you have other things there too. But why is the marine kingdom so huge? And I really sat back, I'm like, it's gotta be because this earth is how many, how much percent water? And our bodies are made of how much percent water? I mean, mostly water. Wow. Well, of it's course, like uh, over 65, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, for sure. This would, this would be, that is, that's their characteristic to return to what, what they just, you know, came from. So this is why when you're, that's another, I hope everyone is what is, is on the right page and everyone's understanding. Cause I just found out like, oh my gosh, this is it. This is why that they is want to go to the water. A lot of dreams about the um, water. Like, like I'm always 
in the water or out of the and I I fear the water. I, I I'm to this day I I never wanted to learn how to swim. And I'm I'm a, of, an, of an, a certain age, a woman of a certain age. I remember being thrown in the water with my cousins and I, and I still never learned how to swim. I'm wow. so afraid of the water. It's so sad. And I and I have dreams about the water. I have dreams about water and being thrown in the water and being in the water and someone in the water trying to pull me down or I don't know if it's because of what happened to me as a youngster, but I mm. really have mad respect for the water. Yeah. <laughs> so go near pray about because you know we that, that marine kingdom is something else. I mean that it is it's it's one of the most vicious things to um deal with when you're talking about the spirit the demonic spirit realm and we say all of this on this channel not to cause fear or to give the no, demonic any no, type of not at all. Um, not at all. Called, any type of you know spotlight on on them this is the issue with with the problem the state of today we as a nation or believers do not know or understand what we are dealing with we don't understand the magnitude of this. This is serious. It's nothing to be played with. And you have to know your enemy. What would have happened if all of these soldiers, you know, went to war and didn't even know what their enemy was up to? You're just going to say, okay, we're, we're fighting for America and we don't know the strategy of the next. How are you going to know what to weapons to draw, when to do it, what to say? who are who's you know what, what they come against we don't know that you have to know your enemy and it's really sad that people are not teaching this so the people the body the the believers can know what's a war against okay we have to know how to fight it is extremely important to know what to pray against what to pray for look at all of these things sneaking up on us and giving us sicknesses and poverty in our dreams and going on about their merry way we don't even challenge it we have I, to know I, what we're working with who said who said that say <laughs> that i i i was in now thinking about it every person that i ever met was never afraid of the water i had a nart that was go out in the ocean and would Go swim, swim. And I'm sitting on the sidelines afraid for him. What does that mean? Oh, I don't know. Mm. <laughs> I, was like, I, mean, I, it, I was like, I'm so afraid of the water. And this guy used to be out way past where the lifeguards say don't go. And he's swimming out in the ocean. Well, I mean, did he know you were afraid of water? Yes. I mean, man, that sounds like he was playing a little narco polo I there, like trying so. to get you to make a little like anxious, not the right? narco polo. Saying, what about assets? And I would say to him, What if something happened? I would be have to be the one to call your mother and say, This happened to you. <laughs> And he would be like, oh, you know, you know, like he made like a no, like a big, no big deal about it. Oh I mean, that's one of the two, three people that I knew that was never afraid of the water. And here I am afraid to even hold my breath or just go, how do you say, 
knee high in the ocean. And I would go to the ocean, wait the water, the ocean, you know, but I would never go in as far as my hip in the <laughs> water, you know, like mad respect for the for the ocean. No thanks. Yeah, that that is that is something. That is something, yeah. You know, and, and especially if you're having those dreams about being underwater, always, and if anyone's listening on the replay, make sure you definitely pray, pray fast, pray all of you can do because that marine kingdom, especially if you're having dreams like that, if anyone is listening, those the water dreams, even if you're underwater, eating underwater, all of that is initiation, marine kingdom initiation. You have to pray have to have to fast have to pray um one way as people um would like to say yes you can starve out a demon you have to resist okay and that's that's a whole other topic but all right let's move on so we have roaches and rats those are all symbolic of poverty then when you have a child let's say you're always dreaming about your childhood home um that always Simple. Well, I would I would say, of course, you pray about it. Don't just it's not set in stone. Pray about it. That represents, you know, going backwards, um, going to where you used to be. Okay. Let's see. I have more. <clears throat> we have snakes. We all can. We already know what that is. Deception, slander, um, ancestral uh, covenants being exposed. Also, if you're, you know, depending on the content of the dream, alligators or, you know, crocodiles, things like that, that is definitely ancestral lineage. You know, this is what is being brought to our attention, not only to see what we're dealing with, but I really do think that the Most High allows this so we can pray, we can verbally come out of agreement because he loves us so much that he doesn't want us to be suffering. He doesn't want us to be in bondage to these things, okay? Wow, what about being naked? I should about being naked. Witch, witchcraft. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I felt like that too. For yeah. the people that I used to associate with back in the day with the, well, I can't even say, I said greet them. Oh, <laughs> like I oh, was deceived by them. And it was supposed to be a sisterhood, but it really oh, wasn't. Mm. And now that I think about, it, I used to think I used to dream about being like at least halfway, like sometimes fully, like no clothes at all, just walking or running, and just being naked, like just mm -hmm. wake up, like why do I ha I don't have any clothes on? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then also if there's anyone that's listening, even on the replay, as I always say. They these anything that you have to actually make an agreement with, especially let's say you're in college, going to college, and you want to join some type of sorority fraternity, which is also just don't do it. Yes. <laughs> do not do it. I and know me, now. No, yeah. I would not do again. <laughs> I mean, what you're doing is not only are you tying yourself, you're tying your lineage. Say, for instance, and I just just to derail the conversation for just a little bit. Say, for instance, you um, make the pledge to join whatever it is, and you do the pledge, you, you say your oath. Think about what's in that pamphlet. And I'm this is all from um, my research, because this is going to be one of my books that I'm 
working that should on be it. a whole show. Yeah, yeah. You, no. These are covenants that we you're agreeing you to. Don't see it like that until you're after the fact. Like, oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. So the the graduation garb too yes. is ceremonial, All right? So well, the, the hat that you might be a little bit different because this when you're joining a a, a Greek or um, a Greek, I say a Greek sorority, let's say for instance that, a Greek sorority, you pledge your allegiance right. to that, let's say the God of that sorority would be right. uh, Athena. They're pledging their agreement or allegiance to Athena. And you're signing, literally signing, yes. and you're actually, yeah, that's, see, a graduate. altar and everything. There is There's, altar there. <laughs> I totally, I, I, completely concur just to like elaborate on that concept though there are all sorts of these initiations embedded and embedded and so like the the graduation garb is saturnalia it's saturn worship the hat is eight-sided the garb is maritime just like when you're a judge mm -hmm. judge and law our law is maritime law so there's like there is kind of like a a surrendering when you have a graduation ceremony, almost like giving your knowledge back. Hmm. Probably, yeah, I could see that. Definitely, I can see that. I can see that. But not as formal as being in a in an organization of yeah. such where you have all these people and you're going through this whole ceremonial ritual. With, at the altar, burning of all of these that is, Yes, yep. Mm -hmm. They're really they think about what they make you eat. They yes. make you eat something symbolic. I'm telling you, I'm gonna. Yes. I'm writing a book about and it. And you're yeah. in hand in hand, and you're doing all these. It's a ritual, a mm -hmm. true bona fide ritual. Not one time, but many times throughout. So it's almost like a brainwashing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's horrible. It's, it, it, I mean, I have firsthand experience. That should be another show. Yeah, that that definitely will be. Um, I will hope that um, people listen because once you talk about their sororities and fraternities, oh, they don't want to hear it. Oh no, 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 no. You, you I mean, I don't care anyway. But I'm just going to say it's on that 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 whole yeah. ceremonial deal because this is of how people begin to grow and communicate and be of to of togetherness. You can't untie that. Right. Yeah, you're tied up. All right. It's not to your your sisters. It's to a higher. <laughs> it's to something ruling. It's the ruling spirit over that um, fraternity or sorority. Just like how we have mace, our masons, um, and, and this is a lot with um, black Greek fraternities and sororities, Eastern stars, all of that. Star yeah. I mean, I've never got um, caught up or any in one of those and i did not go to um any type of hbcu or anything like that so but i do know exactly what you mean all right just an fyi don't sign it don't pledge your allegiance to anything and it's not just for fake oh it's just cute i want to be i want to fit in no. or it's for community service just stop it don't sign the papers don't pledge your allegiance to no one except the most high god above do not sign any, make any covenants with no one. Let your yes be yes and your nay be nay. That is what the scriptures tell you. It says, do not even sign an oath or swear. It's somewhere in there. All right, let's see. Back to the topic. Now, um, 
Poppy444. He has a question about <clears throat> the sleep paralysis. Now, I have talked about this briefly. That's, that's two things. I would say lineage, ancestral lineage, um, whatever was going on in your, your generation or your lineage, that would be the um, spirit coming back to you to keep that covenant going, okay? To keep that, um, sort of say, siphoning going. I hope I'm using the correct term. Also, we did talk about, was it last show or the previous show before? About people astral projecting. Oh yeah. That could, yeah, that could also be that too. Okay. But definitely when you do pray and you're, you know, you're rebuking and things like that, make sure yeah. when you're praying and you're repenting, I always when I first came into this knowledge, I would repent from my ancestors in Leviticus. I will find their scriptures um, when the next person is talking. It says, for this, um, you know, these these generational uh, occurrences for it to stop coming to you, you have to be the one to re first recognize it and you repent and you repent on behalf of your ancestors because they walked contrary to the most high. Okay. They did things they were not supposed to do. And um, unfortunately that keeps going down the line. Some of the things that go down the line are to the 10th generation. Um, you know, it's usually three or fourth you have to repent for. But I just, I say, look, please I, forgive me. My ancestors walked contrary to you. And I'm like, forgive, you know, what I know about them and forgive everything that I don't know about them on both sides of my family, all the way back to Adam and Eve. Go ahead, Michael. Let me pull up that scripture. Yeah, no, it's all good. I mean, like, the, you know, I definitely, I, I do the same thing for like, you know, because the, the root is, is goes right back to Adam and Eve. But in, in terms of Poppy 444, um, you know, it's it's there's something in um, a Renaissance painting and the Renaissance painting is the Dutch Renaissance and they call it the nightmare. And it's pretty startling. So there's a person just laying on a bed and there's a, a demon sitting right on their chest. And so, like, the startling part about that is it, it shows that sleep paralysis is is older than we can ever imagine mm -hmm. and so you know like it, in these moments like they they're also referred to in some circles as a hag attack as that being the spirit that's attacking you and so you know rebuking is important but also too if you can get yourself in your soul man state as like a, a means of warfare i um i have a dream journal and i was just looking through it and i noticed that like i had had a hag attack and i slipped out of myself into like complete darkness and i confronted whatever it was and i pushed whatever energy i had whatever light i had in me at it and i never had a hag attack again so you just gotta like rebuke in the name of um jesus and you know and be in your power and and that that being doesn't want to deal with anything strong it only wants to deal with something weak that's a good one i just was um There, oh, I am. there you are. Okay, it's in. I, I posted it in the chat. It's um, Leviticus twenty six, um, forty. 
And you'll find that if you just do your own research, you'll see that a lot of people that do deliverance and people that specialize in spiritual warfare will tell you the exact same thing. When you recognize it, there's something, hey, there's something going on with my lineage. I've noticed a pattern. If it's a pattern, that's how you know it's generational, meaning I did it. My grandma did something. And then says, for example, if I was, um, give me something that people... Um, okay, if I was an alcoholic and I couldn't stop drinking, and then but my my father's an alcoholic, his mother's an alcoholic. The our the uncle died of alcoholism. That is that's something that would be generational, and it's a repeated pattern. That's how you know this is something in my lineage that needs to be. Um, repented for. Yeah, especially your especially grandmother or somebody who used to sell alcohol. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. Okay. Then, okay, we're going to finish up here. Just um, let's see. Dreams about monkeys. Um, think about um, monitoring or gossiping, talking. Um, Shaman of Truth, you want to come up? Uh, let's see. Hold on. Let me see if um, they want to come up. One second, guys. Hello, can you hear me? Hi, I can hear you. Thank Hi. you for coming up. <laughs> Hi, how are you doing? <laughs> good, good. <laughs> I'm enjoying your topic tonight. And Thank you. You're welcome. Um, I wanted to talk about a couple of things because of um, what's in my family line. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, every family line has someone in their family that goes a different route and is hated because of it. Um, it's spiritual protection for sure. And I'm the black sheep of my family for, for certain. Mm. Um, I'm very, I've always been very, very, very strongly intuitive and protected over my entire life <clears throat> with some of the things that have happened in my family from both of my parents trying to take my life my my he wasn't necessarily my dad but he was a mason and my mom was an eastern star oh wow i was born with a lot of knowledge that even my great grandmother um i used to come to her talking about dreams a lot and she told me how to old soul and a lot of the things she said she's no longer on the earth but it was true i all of the dreams i had it used to scare my mom yeah. Um, and I used to have a, just like what, I, I don't know the other guy's name on here, but a dream log and I turned it into poetry and everything oh, that God. happened, I still have it happened. All of it, even, even some of the family members of mine that passed away, I knew and I dreamt it. I, I wrote it out in detail wow. and it happened. And so I became the black sheep of the family because of it. And, mm. um. It was very difficult to deal with, um, especially dreaming of people before they pass and seeing exactly what happened and having to see it again. Mm. Um, but when he was talking about the sleep paralysis, I will tell you a couple of things. When it always happened to me when I was younger, it happened the first time when I was, I sent the job corps. I was happy to go because of a lot of abuse in the home. Yeah. And when I got there, it happened three months after I left um, in the dormitory. 
when the, I was in there by myself in the dark, my roommate had left. And I remember I was thinking of my mom and my mom has a very dark spirit. Like it's not good. And I'm, I'm light. That's why I don't, I'm not around my family at all. And I was thinking about her and all of the things she had done and still did, but I was so happy to be away from her that I laid down. My roommate had left and she cut the light out and I was very tired at the time. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I laid on my back and I felt it, I had never had that happen in my life. I remember I was 18 and I felt this pressure on my chest. And I was like, what in the world? I couldn't move. Um, I could not move at all. I couldn't move my entire body. I couldn't do anything. Couldn't move my mouth. I just felt like I was in some type of a trance. Mm-hmm. I couldn't. All I could do is just lay there and would, I could feel something around me on the right side. But I couldn't. I could see people walking. I could see their feet, and you know, under the door. I could see people walking about on the outside of the door, but they couldn't. They couldn't see me because my door was closed and the light was out. But I could see the people's feet on the outside, and I wish I could scream, and I couldn't scream. Wow. I couldn't do anything but just lay there, and I start to pray in my mind to get out of it. Right. Um, in my mind, in my head, that's all I could use because I couldn't move my mouth, my and hands, my feet, my body. Because I'm glad you brought up that point because you just said you prayed in your mind. Now, earlier, remember when when I was talking about how man is a tripartite being, so you couldn't move physically. You were praying in the spirit. Yes, it's that got me out of it right there. But Mm -hmm. it got me out of it instantly. I could move and I got up, cut the light off cut the light on and looked back. It was nothing in there, but it was a lot of things going on in my family. There's a lot of um, spiritual things that goes on on both sides, especially my mother's side. A lot, a lot of women in the family that don't like the younger ladies or a lot of jealousy and envy, a lot of uh, uh, spiritual dark things and light things. I chose to walk in the light. I know how to recognize dark and light. And this is why they don't like me too much. Um, I I'm pretty much am by myself all the time, but I'm okay with it. I'm not sad about it. Right. Um, the other situation I wanted to tell you all about was my grandmother on my my um, father's side, even though I'm not technically his child, they all let me know that. Her, this woman was very, very, very evil. And I remember she was always trying to get me to leave or just go. You don't belong here. You don't belong in this family. You don't look like us. You don't act like us. Stop all that healthy eating. Why are you making these juices? Oh, oh my gosh. I had so many, I mean, dreams about her. Mm. And in my, I'm not um, religious. I'm very spiritual. But in my own dream, one particular time, I saw two of her. There's only one. She didn't have a twin. One of her was sitting in the living room looking mean. And the other one of her ran into the kitchen. In my dream, there was a Bible opening to all of these pages was flipping very fast. Hmm. Um, And it came and stopped. It's like the pages were flipping, going back and forth. In my own dream, it just was right in front of me. And it stopped. And I believe it was Exodus. Um. It was so weird because I've read it before to read it, but it was clear as day. I don't even remember what it said, but it talked about double mindedness. Mm, oh, wow. um, it, it was it was so weird. I wish I could describe it. I'm trying my best. But 
it the Bible pages were going back and forth. That's all that was there. And I saw her sitting in a red chair and the other version of her running into the kitchen away from me, trying to get away from me. And wow. it was a person in white to the left of me trying to tell me who she was and why she didn't ever like me. So ever. And that's when I saw the Bible going back and forth very fast. And it stopped very slowly and opened up flat to Exodus, double mindedness. And it was talking about having a double mind, yeah. a person with a double mind and something like and that. Yeah, so double minded man is an unstable in all of their ways. That's really interesting that you even brought that up because. Um, I wanted to mention masquerading spirits. When they come to us in our dreams, a lot of times they come as people that we are familiar with. Okay. And we already explained how these um, beings are, you know, they try to get you to sign papers in your dreams, raise your right hand, or, you know, let's eat together, um, try to, to hold you down. And, and just all type of wickedness happens in our sleep. And of course, we read over the scripture, while men slept, the enemy crept in unaware. Okay, so this is happening when we are physically sleeping. Our soul man is awake. Now, when you're dealing with a masquerading spirit, I know this is this might really, I might piss somebody off and I'm so sorry in advance. Hi, Prime. How are you? <laughs> I'm glad to see you're here. You made it. Um, this may... Um, piss some pe people off. I'm so sorry. I'm just going to put everyone on mute real quick. Um, when you're thinking about, let's say, for instance, I'll, I'll use myself as an example. I used to have dreams about my deceased aunt whom I love and I, I miss so much. Now, she would come to me in my dreams. Um, she would come. Um, it, it, sometimes it would sound like her voice. And, you know, it was just I would see her in my dreams. And it was one dream I remember where I'm around her. I was in my childhood home. Remember the childhood home, it, rep it, it symbolizes backwardness, okay? Why are you back there, okay? So I'm in my childhood home, which that should have rung a, a bell right there. Then I see my deceased aunt in the dream. And for some reason in the dream, this is so long ago, in the dream I said, you're not my aunt. And then her voice changed. It was like the jig is up. You caught me. <laughs> and I woke up. Then there was another time where she would come to my dream. I'm like this. It, it wasn't. You could tell it wasn't her. It was a spirit masquerading as her to get me to accept or come in agreement with whatever she was giving or whatever the spirit behind it was giving. Now, how do we know how? How do I know this? The scriptures say in Ecclesiastes, and this is um in let's see, in chapter 9, verse 5, for the living know when they will die, but the dead know nothing. They don't have any memory. They don't know they their memory is gone. So if we know that they have no more business under the sun. So who was coming to me in my dreams? It's not, it wasn't my aunt. Okay. Um, in, um, go ahead, go in, ahead. Tibetan, in Tibetan traditions, they have a name for this. And so like, I think it's important to be well-versed with spiritual knowledge. So, you know, Shaman of Truth, what she was talking about and your, your aunt and your dream that you were, you were fond of, like in Tibetan traditions, they call that a tulpa. 
So they're like oh. the masquerading spirit is like um, a reflection of something you know, but it's not. Oh and no, no, in- I wasn't. I wasn't fond of this one. Well, my well, my loved ones, because I'm, my in my family line, it, where some of us are very, very deeply spiritual, and some do a lot of things that just are not good at all. I'm just being un- not good, and I don't. These are the family members I could never ever click with on any level. I never wanted to be around them. I would get a bad feeling. I would get very upset. I would have to get away. But everyone else could be together, gossip, and I, I couldn't stand it. So no, no. The dream that I had was not someone I was fond of at all. It revealed her true nature. My aunt. I was the one that was fond of my Yeah, I I kind of did like a little bit of a, a switch word salad there where I was like mixing Yaya with you, Shaman of Truth. Oh, um, yes. This yeah, is so my grandmother... Like, her spirit was, it, it revealed her. It showed two versions of her. She doesn't have a twin, but twins are in my family. It literally made two of her. It showed the self that she tried to hide, running, trying to run away from me because of the spirituality in my dream, protecting me in my own dream. She didn't like it in the dream. So the true version of her ran off. And the nice version that she was projecting to everyone was sitting right in front of me, trying to show herself looking really nice. But the the darker side of her, the one that she always acts towards me, she never liked me at all and did a lot of nasty things that ran and scattered to the kitchen and ran off and did not come out. It hid in there. So and the, that's when mm-hmm. I was just going to say, I'm sorry to interrupt your story. Cause like you're, you have some really fascinating stuff that you're talking about, like very important, but the, the tulpa is the spirit that takes over the person. The tulpa is the, is the the parasitic spirit or like the the native americans refer to this as the dweller on the threshold or like if you go into psychology young referred to this as the shadow so the the dark version of yourself that's the shadow of uh of what carl young used to talk about yeah Yeah, hearing something about that in um those psychology classes yeah so that the dark version the dark version wants to have sway and wants to take over. It's the carnal part of the being. I mean, in, in psychology, they have a name for it. Like it's the reptilian point. And so it's like this kind of like primordial, like part of yourself that has no conscience. Right. It's basically like a sociopath. Mm-hmm. And so like when, when your grandma was trying to like push you out of the family, like shaman and truth, she knew that you could see her for what she was. And like, yeah, the, yes. I, I, I feel very yes. like, I feel you there. It always has happened in my entire life. Everybody who I never clicked with, and it, it was because I did, I always, all the way back to three, four years old. Oh gosh, I wish I could tell you all some of these things, but I know I can't be up here too long. It would blow your mind. I need to write a book. Um, <laughs> it, uh, Yes, I know, but. It, stuff like this would happen and I would dream it or I would feel it and I would say it in the stuff. Uh-oh, is it just me or did her mic go out? Her mic went out. Yeah, it did. I'm in the truth, your mic, um, it just stopped or it just went blank. So while I wait for you to come back, I'm just going to um, just go over a few. Okay. Uh, just to- Because I oh. got that, that sleep paralysis and held us down in it for whatever reason. When I remember being under the water, praying once again in my mind that she, because I was helpless to let us up, and she let us up and left us in there. The second time was my 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 father. He choked me on the ground until I couldn't breathe. And once again in my mind, I was like, "Well, if this is it, you just 
I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm, I'm no fear. If you have to do it, just do it. He let me go. But by then I could barely breathe. So it's almost like being able to communicate, even though they tried to, it was always something about trying to silence me because of my truth around my neck or trying to cut off my oxygen, period. But I still. All right, Shaman, your um, microphone is going in and out. So while you come back, um, I'm just going to take Leanne's question. What about so fever? So it's a fighter spirit, there. you know, the. Okay, here we go. Wait, what happened? All right. So I'm trying to put Shaman on mute because it keeps going in and out, but it's indefinite. It's not working. Let me just type her. Okay. Well, Leanne says, what about fever dreams when I am not sick? I would definitely pray against um, any type of illness. And this is especially true of if anyone's listening on the replay, we talked about um, eating in a dream, connecting to this, to being um, sick or defiled in your spirit. Definitely pray about it. And um, I would definitely for sure, pray against uh, sickness. Hi, Nark Free Living. <laughs> How you doing? I would definitely pray um, against it. That also goes for, I, and I've had this dream too, being stuck with needles. Listen, I had a dream once where there were these, of course, masquerading spirits. Once again, hello. Does anyone get tired of these things? I mean, like we are fighting in our sleep. And they had these um, needles and they were like trying to poke me. You know how you have like a joust, like a knife fight. And I'm like, whoa, whoa. If you could like imagine me backing up and I'm like doing my stomach. I mean, I was like, whoa, I backed up. And then all of a sudden I heard my myself in the dream say, wake up. And I woke up. Yeah, that was that was a wild one right there. But I would definitely um, pray against that spirit of infirmity. So we talked about banquets. We talked about eating in the dream. Um, let's see. Of course, being shot. You're being shot at. That is definitely someone trying to not only literally kill you um, physically in your waking life, because we know that the spirit realm, spirit world precedes our physical life. So these this is the things that are trying to manifest in the physical. It hasn't happened yet. That is why we have the power to rebuke and repent and, you know, go to war in the spirit. So this won't manifest. But when you're being shot at, not only does it represent death, it represents um, not just your, your physical body death, but death to your, it could be what finances, your household, your your children, your family, um, spiritual arts. Oh, yeah, death to your reputation, anything such as that. Go ahead, Michael. No, I was just going to say, like, I've always thought of, like, you know, like, you've been shot down. Like, think about what that statement is. It's like a rejection. So, like, in that way, like, uh, like being shot at is like, is like gossip. It's like an attack on your reputation. Yes, I'm just telling, um, well, Shaman, you're the microphone. It, it's chopped up and then it just got bumped down. I don't know if that was your service or whatnot, but I really thank you for coming up and sharing that because someone needs to hear that. Someone out there needs to hear, and it is okay to protect your peace. It's okay to protect your peace. If you have to let some family members go, let them go. 
your peace is more important and it's not about holding a grudge yes. yeah you know you, you don't we're not i'm not definitely not talking about being you know resentful or holding a grudge you know you don't act nasty to anyone right. don't do that right. okay so it's just protecting your own peace and especially if some of us have come from a lineage of generational witchcraft generational occultism we have come from this lineage and then there's always going to be a person in that line to be the one to say hey i'm this something's wrong and i need to put an end to it so it won't carry on okay so it that's okay if, if that's heavy in your spirit like i don't want to hurt anyone's feelings and no you don't have to deal with that okay all right so we went through all of those and then i hope i didn't miss anything i had a couple um, thoughts if uh if there's three. time yes oh, there go is go um after i make this one point i want to make this point now um why are so many animals being used in our dreams why why are there so many um symbols with the animals that i named like pigs uh, rats um what was it that we talked about dogs um, underwater animals crocodiles and things like yeah. that. right <laughs> why why not just you know show me what this person is doing or who this person is you know sometimes we do have um dreams about wicked people and what they are doing behind closed doors in our lives but sometimes you know god does not let us see their identity why why does he use animals as something that's symbolic well think about how number one it could be that the most high is trying to protect you from being resentful to, toward this person, being you know nasty toward this person. Remember, we are not dealing with flesh. We are warring in the spirit. It is the spirit behind these people that are actually that are actually warring with you. Okay, so let's say for instance, uh, when I had the dream about. Uh, the crocodile okay that we know crocodile that's high level marine kingdom ancestry lineage all throughout okay so why am i being shown a crocodile instead of my great great uh grandfather why just show me my grandfather if that's who's you know it's coming down but the issue with that is we don't want to act funny or, or, you know, we don't want to feel a certain way toward the actual person. We are fighting the spirit behind the person. Please don't forget that. Okay. You don't want to start to hate these people. You want to pray, you know, God uses the animals so you can pray against the spirit and not the person. We're not worrying what, you know, what, we, what did Paul say? We don't worry with flesh and flesh and bone. All right, go ahead, Michael. No, I mean, for sure. Just to like piggyback on what you were saying, like, you know, like, um, you know, and going back to the tulpa or the dweller on the threshold or like in, in German, they call it a doppelganger, is that it's the occupying spirit. You know what I mean? It's the shadow. It's that, that's the part that's taking over. But I had a reflection about like one of the first things you shared on the show about um, the the masquerading spirit that came to you and tried you to swear on Jesus' yeah. his name. So 
I thought about it immediately at that point, but like I definitely wanted the, the show to keep flowing. I didn't want to like stop the flow. But do you think that there's a point where the generational curse needs to be renewed? Like the contract is done. And so that's that's the real reason why these these entities are coming in that form is mm-hmm. they have to renew the contract for another you know, oh, yeah. 20 Three, four generations years. or whatever, yeah. Because yeah. the, the line, the lineage, and once again, we are on this show, if you're new here, it's not about um, giving Satan and his kingdom any glory. This is things that believers should know about because we, are, as believers, should be able to fight, pray, and war in the spirit and know who the enemy is, okay? And we have to think, you know, our dreams are very powerful. Now, with that being said, Let's say, for instance, um, there was something in my lineage that cursed our bloodline for, what was it, three to four generations. That That is what scriptures say if you read Exodus. The curse goes on for three to four generations. There is one that goes on for 10. But let's just use the three to four um, years. So the person that is on that last year, let's say the, fir- the fourth year is my year where it's supposed to be up. That person is going to go through all type of situations to keep the curse going, right? To keep it going, to keep that covenant. This is why you get the the sleep paralysis. That's ancient age old demons from the ancestral lineage coming back to reinstate. That's a lot of times why you get the banquet, the eating dreams, or you get caught up with these narcissists. You get um, caught up with the wrong person. You start committing um, the sins that gave the legal right for the curse to go on for three to four years. It's a cycle. That's why someone has to recognize the cycle. Okay. That's, 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 that's powerful. (laughs) Doesn't it powerful? Because, because because you wonder, my parents been married for how to almost 60 years. I have not been married for two years out of my life. Why? And uh-huh. I saw how they together from, from when they were 18, 19. What is that about? And then it goes on to the next generation. Mm-hmm, next generation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's, there's something, something in the lineage. There's something to be said about that. Yeah. And then we have these narcissistic going on this, this time of, of around. We That's have, right. The drug epidemic going on. We had, and I remember my parents coming to me saying, "What are you doing?" <laughs> and not having this relationship oh. that you're supposed to have. Well, how like, dare they? Ooh, I don't like that. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's okay. it's definitely not. It's not you, Demi. So, oh, like, right. don't, don't no, you're not me. I, I, <laughs> it's, it's not. It's not it's just not. the taste in men. <laughs> I'm, a pure heart. I'm a pure heart. And I and I love I love I love hard. So I know it's not me. It's I recognize the BS and I don't put up with it. So dismissed, dismissed. Because if, if I if it was left up to the world, I will be miserable with someone in my life right now. Yeah, with the narcissist, with the narcissist, with because the narcissist. You know, they will get true. trip you into staying into an right. unhealthy. Relationship. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So when we're talking about the dreams and what have you, we go back to, wait a minute, 
I know it, it, there's this there's connection to all of this is a full circle with just knowing about how, you know, you, you step into these roles and these things that you're supposed to learn about and you, you're kind of dismissing what you say, the, the, the generational curses and many mm-hmm. because dreams reveal more than we want them to reveal. Definitely. Now, in the beginning of this show, um, for those of you who don't know, I did talk about how in First Kings, Solomon had a dream where who God himself talked to Solomon in a dream and asked him, what is it that you want? Solomon said, wisdom, all the dreams. Come then on now. Joseph's dream. Joseph. <laughs> Back me up here. Bring it home. Bring it home. It's not, it's not you. It's not me in the world. It's what's happening around us is causing us to feel like we have to perform or do a trick Mm -hmm. for no if it's gonna be it's supposed to be easy it's supposed to flow in our lives it's supposed to make us happy and feel like we're we've accomplished something not like we're supposed to go do it because somebody said so well you know the narcissist isn't happy unless you're slaving for them i mean let's be real there, there's no happiness. What, you're happy? If you're happy, watch, it'll take, what, less than 10 minutes before that person will start sulking like a two-year-old or giving you the sign of treatment out of nowhere just to make you miserable. I mean, this it's a, they're spiritual robbers. They're, they're spiritual leeches. Okay, so you already know how they are, okay? And then we also have, if you want to go New Testament, we have where... um the lord's um the most highest angel came to joseph in a dream there you go a dream he was sleeping all of this happened when you are sleeping please do not dismiss that fact we are warring in the spirit realm we are warring this is why before you go to bed you put on the full armor before you go to bed and you also i like to say well i also put on the full armor in my soul man state my soul state as i'm sleeping okay and that's you know that's a tip right there anybody have any words or anything like that anybody i just wanted to like briefly like shama the truth like you know like and demi and and everyone here like you know like as generational curse breakers like we are going to take the brunt of the shame guilt and blame um, for everyone else, because no one else wants to confront it in, right. in the dynamics that we're in. Um, and, you know, I also wanted to say that, like, journaling is so very important when you're oh. dreaming, because like, like Shaman of Truth was mentioning, like, you start to see all these connectors. Like, as I was rereading my journal, I was like, seeing like, wow, I had that dream, I shared it with someone else. And then like, two weeks later, this event happened that was related to the dream. And like, if you just keep going with the dream state, like you'll see that there's so many different like premonitory experiences that are happening. And like, the more we talk about dreams, the more connected we are to spirit and receiving the message. So it's very important. Wow. When you talk about, I, I need to pick it back off of that real quick. Okay. No, go ahead. Have I've had my, I'm on I'm my gonna... third cafe con leche. You go right on the head. You're not going to get any sleep tonight. <laughs> I pulled out my journal just the other day. I have a journal that I've been drawing since 1995. Wow. And I pulled it out. And I, I go back. I haven't gone to my journal for almost, I don't know, maybe six years. That's, 
That's almost 20 years. I, I'm telling you, I've been journaling because I'm from that behavioral background, human behavior, and I know about journaling. I used to give my students journals, my my kids journals when they when I was in that in that <laughs> that professional world. And I, I and I said to myself, oh my gosh, I haven't been journaling. And I mm -hmm. thought about it. I have not journaled about dreams. I was just going to ask, were there any dreams in there? There were. There are no. And I and I look back and say, wait. I remember I told you I never remember my dreams until. Oh wow. Recently, and I recently I went back in my journal. What from '95 I go forward. This is what the other day I started mm -hmm. journaling. Night. It was just the other day, uh, 2000. It was August 3rd this year. And That's I did it, and I still didn't mention dreams. You have to, yeah. I have to go so, mention my, and I, I, I probably made notes in another part, but I didn't journal it. I have notes on certain dreams in my phone, but I never kind of went back and journaled about the dreams and tie them all together with with my life. So, so it's, it's another point. It's so important, Demi, to like have just like a journal and a pen right by your bed because. <laughs> That mm -hmm. first thirty seconds of consciousness yeah. is like is like right there. That's when you're like still in dream state. Like oh, you know, sure. just just like a quick sidebar. And I, I may have mentioned it on the on the show before, but like um, um, Edison and Salvador Dali used to harness the the hypnagogic state, which is like the post sleep state. So they right. would like they would sit in an armchair and they would have a piece of metal in their hands and then it would hit the tray and it would wake them up. And so they were almost like flirting with the soul man state. And, and Edison attributes that to how he created the light bulb and Dolly <laughs> attributes that to like many of his paintings. Yeah. So that, that journal next to bed, like, I mean, that's a gateway yeah. to like the, the, the soul state. Three times. Exactly. Wow, that is awesome. And you know, I did mean I, I meant to mention also when you're driving, oh, I was gonna say driving car, <laughs> when you're dreaming about a car, a car could represent your life. This is especially true if you are not the one driving. Make sure that you are paying attention to who is in the driver's seat. It, who's actually doing the driving? Are you in the driver's seat? Are you the one in control? Or is it someone else in control? Are you in the back seat? Are you on top of the car? Are you under the car? Are you trying to get the car to stop? Will it I stop? Was trying to get in the car. The car keys fall at the door and I'm trying to get in the car. Yeah, all of this is symbolic. When you're thinking about dreams and, and you're interpreting your dreams, and especially if you, this is a, the list that we ran off. This is a pretty good, a pretty good start. I would say this is a really good start. Thanks. I mean, you can, you can go back and make some notes and things like that. And I'll try to break it down as I keep coming back and forth to these videos and just try to, I'll just try to do one, one by one and just post them. Okay. Cause I know this was rather a long list that we had tonight. Oh yeah, we're gonna need another dream. Uh, what part three? I know. Then this is part two, guys. If you didn't listen to the first one, it was good. All righty. <laughs> so that is that is so awesome. I'm so happy that everyone is here. I'm just I'm excited for you know people coming into this knowledge because no longer will we be just sitting ducks and ignorant to the wiles of the enemy, things just coming to us in our sleep and getting us to agree with their demonic activity, defiling our temple. We come out of agreement right 
now. We come out of agreement with the plans of the enemy right now. And we come into agreement with the plans that God has for us, according to Jeremiah 29 and 11. Those plans are not, they have all of our knowledge and all of our life in there. And I just heard the Holy Spirit say, this is how you know a dream is from God. If the dream is fearful, if you're scared in the dream, it is not from him. If the dream is peaceful, it is from God. If it's not a false peace, if you're scared in the dream, if you wake up confused, the most high is not the author of confusion. If you're um, terrified, if you, you have chills running down your body, you feel something and, and something touch you or grab you and you're literally, you're scared. You're scared in the dream or you're scared in your bed and things like that. That is not from God. Okay. So this was, yeah, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you, Leanne. All right. So now let's um just pray it out. And I just hope everyone had a wonderful, wonderful night. And I'm, I'm so grateful for everyone. I'm really grateful. And then when you grateful for you to be here to have us <laughs> this platform. This is I this is so awesome. Oh, one more thing. If you did not get the book, make sure you check out my book. Um, when Satan plays matchmaker, exploring the spiritual side of narcissism. And it is on Amazon. And um, I'm telling you, you will be yes, excellent. Amazed. <laughs> and if you did, if you did get the book, can you please go on there and just give your girl a five star review, you know, help your sister out. <laughs> all right. So. All right. Thank you so much. OK, Father, we come to you in the name of your son, Yahushua HaMashiach. Father, we know that we have had these dreams. Some of us, we don't even remember the dreams that we've had. But whatever, if it was not of you, if it wasn't from you, Father, we cancel everything of those dreams that are not of you. We cancel every evil seed, every covenant, every altar risen against us in the dream realm. Father, we come out of the plans of with Satan. We come out of Satan's plans. We reject Satan's dreams. We renounce it. We rebuke those dreams and we cancel it by the blood of Yahushua HaMashiach. Father, we cancel any effects of those demonic dreams. We cancel them all over our lives and the lives of our family <clears throat> and the lives of our children. Father, we dissociate ourselves from the powers of that dream. Anything that Satan has, it will not take shape in our lives. We come out of agreement with it. We want nothing to do with Satan's plans. We want to please you, Father. Father, we repent of our sins and we thank you and we love you. Have a good night, everyone. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. Have a good one. Good night, guys.